All right, we are live yet again. Uh, what's the name, Alex? Alexandra. Yeah. Alexandra, and you're uh, monitoring the, the the panel tomorrow on privacy coins. Yes. Uh, the future of privacy coin panel tomorrow. Awesome. How did you get selected for that? What's your uh, What's your day job? Uh, what's my day job? So I run Advanced Tech Podcast. Uh, we talk to people creating the tech of tomorrow, and we're the voice of innovation. So that's everything in the exponential um, frontier tech space uh, that tends to be uh, ridden with a lot of FUD and a lot of mis misinformation as well. It's the same thing. Um, so really, we try to shine a light on companies that are doing amazing things in the space and really pushing the industry forward um, and should be examples. Okay, so not just crypto, but anything on the cutting edge of tech. So how did you find your way into privacy coins then? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think privacy is very important. Uh, when I was at Baltic Honey Badger last year, um, not a lot of people were, like there were audience photos, not many, but uh, enough people complained on Twitter that, you know, hey, it's a Bitcoin conference, let's be a little bit more chill. And I agree with that. I think privacy is a very important thing and it's something that you need to guard and it, it just, it's chipped away a little bit by bit and then it's all of a sudden gone. So uh, it's important to always be a little bit aware of your privacy. So are you very familiar with the privacy coins? Not incredibly. I'm very much focused on Bitcoin. Um, but as far as the other privacy coins, I'll be asking our, our panelists about Mimblewimble and various other um, various other things. Uh, Zcash as well. I know that Peter's going to be on in the morning uh, talking about Zcash. So I want to get the panelists' thoughts on Zcash and what it's all about. Mm. Well, I, I've actively been trying to kind of change the meme. Um, I don't, I'm confused as to why there's even this category of privacy coins. Uh, in my mind, crypto and in particular Bitcoin was invented for the purpose of creating digital cash. And uh, to be digital cash, you need to be fungible. And if you're fungible, you're private by default. Uh, so I see privacy just kind of as one feature of digital cash. So I'm a little confused as to why this category even exists. Shouldn't it just kind of be, you know, digital cash and, you know, Bitcoin, Monero, whichever one is doing it best? Why are we uh, making privacy coin a, a separate thing? So Bitcoin is pseudonymous. Uh, it's not, people think it's anonymous and it's not. Uh, you can, you can always look at some of the, you can analyze the chain and figure out, you know, who's kind of done what based on, because it's, it's such a small, uh, it's such a small market, really, compared to other financial markets. Um, so, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, you bring it up tomorrow. I, you know, it shouldn't be the privacy coin panel. It should be the digital cash panel. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a trade-off. Do you want fast transactions or do you want complete anonymity? Right? There's there's a number of things that you need to consider. So, um, I think if people have a really solid money, uh, do they necessarily care about it being completely anonymized? Maybe not. Uh, and if it's solid money, something you can actually count on, I think that's a fairly decent trade-off. That said, there's so many regimes. I mean, we live in a financial, a post, um, post-surveillance capital world, and it's just a, it's scary that people can just turn things off. Um, so Bitcoin is definitely needed. Um, it's interesting to see the different coins take it one step further and focus specifically on privacy. But you think you could still be kind of sound money with, without being fungible at the core protocol level? I think so. I think in some areas of the world, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's going to be a non-starter if there's absolutely no way to analyze who's doing what with what. At the same time, it's a very slippery slope. So it's, it's trade-offs. Nothing nothing in this world is black and white. Um, it would be easier if it was, but it, that's not the case, and that's never been the case. So. 
So where do you see privacy coins going then? Do you think they will continue to be a, a growing part of the ecosystem? I think they will be. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's an experimental space, so we'll see. You never, you never know. But I think Mimblewimble is very interesting. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's just something, when we had Andreas on the show, he was talking about the one thing, like some of the things that surprised him in the space. And it's, um, you know, it was just dropped onto a mailing list and just the person who dropped it, it's just gone. Poof. And it's kind of interesting. So I think the more we analyze these core protocols, um, the better off we are. Do you have an opinion on Monero in, in general? Um, I don't know all that much about Monero other than it uses ring signatures. Um, but I think it's a good idea. And I also have heard that Monero, um, it's not entirely private. But again, I don't know. So I don't want to spread any fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cut, cut the stream. Cut the stream. No, it's, it's well... I guess the argument is is nothing is really uh, entirely private. It's kind of a it's it's always a, a constant battle. Uh, but we we obviously think it is the it is the most fungible of all the of all the privacy coins. Uh, Zcash, for example, is only opt-in privacy. Uh, it's technically superior technology, um, but the fact that it's only opt-in kind of makes it useless, right? Because now you have some coins that are private, some that aren't, and it's like at that point it's not fungible. Do you have an opinion on Zcash? I don't. Um, other than I'm looking forward to Peter's talk on that uh, tomorrow morning. But yeah, I think I mean it, it's like Tor. You can be people think they have complete privacy on Tor, and if you, you know, if you if you have a compromised exit node, or if you're not careful with what you do uh, in masking your digital signature, uh, just your general digital signature. Um, it's not entirely private either. So I think it's, I would like to see people be more, um, I guess, more conscious of what they do. And I mean, it's like you're asking people to be more conscious about the type of money that they have and, you know, what actually makes a good solid, you know, what is sound money. Um, so I think the more we question things at a very fundamental protocol level um, in all aspects, be it privacy, be it money, be it, you know, just human nature itself, I think it's, it's a good thing. Well, I, I urge you to continue to look into the Monero uh, community. Uh, I think one of our best attributes is that we try to be very self-skeptical. So like all the things you're saying, um, you know, Monero doesn't claim to be a perfect technology. We realize all this stuff is, uh, you know, kind of a big science experiment and it's a work in progress. Um, so yeah, uh, hope to have you on board the Monero community. I, I look forward to what you guys do in the future. I know that I was talking to somebody from Tari uh, yesterday evening, and that sounds fairly interesting. I'd like to see what happens there. And I think you said Brandon is talking tomorrow on your uh, panel? Brandon Goodall, uh, Paul Shapiro, and Andrew Polster from Blockstream. Okay, cool. So we have a few Monero guys. All right, thank you very much. We'll see you around. Awesome. Thank you.